Hello and welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I'm, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 142nd episode, our returning guest is Ash Burgess. You first heard Ash Burgess on episodes 16, 26, 27, 39, 58, 63, 77, 86, 91, 100, 124, 130, 136, and episode 82, which also featured fellow regular guest Jonathan Fowler of the podcast. Ash Burgess has a dusty degree in religious studies and an appetite for both high and low culture. She strives to celebrate the best of every season with her young children. Follow her Instagram at Ash Burgess, all one word, and subscribe to her YouTube channel. And now on to the show. All right. Well, welcome to the Rob Burgess Show once again. Ash I'm Burgess, back. You are back. <laughs> I'm back. Just, just like we all knew you would be. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and here we find me again. So. <laughs> all right. Well, this is an impromptu uh, recording, as many of our recordings are, because we got to talk about something, and I think we have a lot to say about it, or you have a lot to say, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I mean, I guess it started, I mean, we were talking about YouTube in general, and then we started talking about Instagram, and then you were asking me some questions about how do you shop on Instagram, Mm -hmm. which is something that I think people either are totally clear about how this happens, or like you, they just don't know, and they're like, you know. Well, first talk about the cross-platform aspect of this, because obviously you you found the people that we are talking about on YouTube and followed them to Instagram, or you found them on Instagram and went to YouTube? I mean, I would say most of the people that I follow, most of the people, not, I mean, I follow like a lot of just random Instagrammers and like, you know, actual just, you know, regular people and businesses and stuff that I found on Instagram. But most of the like personality, you know, semi whatever social media celebrity type of people that I follow, I found on another platform and followed to YouTube. Or, or sorry, I found on another platform and followed to Instagram. So many of them I found on YouTube and followed to Instagram. There are some people that I follow that I originally found in blogs. You know, back before I was even into YouTube, I used to read a lot of blogs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people have transitioned to doing more work on Instagram and other social medias. But I think, I think you know, these days I think if you're a social media star... Or, I mean, not even so much star, because, I mean, what does that even mean? But an influencer, person who makes person who makes money either as a side hustle or as your main source of income on social media, you're usually on several different platforms. You're not going to limit yourself to just one. Although, I think usually there's a main platform that you're working with, and the other ones are kind of considered your sort of side platforms. I do think most people get more traction on certain platforms that they don't get, even if they're well known on others. Yes. Most people, though, I think most social media, like we were saying, whatever you would call them, people that make money either as their main or their side, whatever, with social media, are on at least a couple of the main platforms like Instagram, YouTube. Maybe they have a blog. Maybe they're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This is a side question we haven't talked about, but how important to people who you're talking about is it to be verified on these platforms? I don't think, I don't know if it's that important because honestly, I don't know if even some of the people are verified. I think it's important only if you're someone who you think someone else might impersonate. 
And I think that's more likely to be the case if you are a celebrity for something else and now you're doing... Like, if you're James Vanderbeek, but now you're just on Instagram, maybe you want to be verified so people know it's really you, not just some weirdo that, like, reposts, you know, paparazzi photos of James Vanderbeek's family. But I'm saying I'm I'm probably more familiar with Twitter than you are. Uh Uh-huh. And it is very important... And I'm even somebody that doesn't like Twitter, but I just have to be on it for, you know, reasons of self-promotion. But it's, like, very important to be verified. Like, you apparently get, when you're verified on Twitter, you get a special tab you don't get in other things that show you only interactions you have with other verified people. That's so, like, clicky. Always clicky. It's big, it's big time. But, and see, see, here's the thing, though. I know I feel like a lot about every social media platform other than i mean okay i'm gonna maybe not everyone because i don't also don't know very much about tumblr i don't know how that works at all but I twitter can, i've never been able to get into twitter it's just not my thing i like every once in a while pop in and so out sure i think i understand your use of twitter i'm just saying like i've attempted several times to get into twitter and it's just never been a thing for me but some okay. of the people that i follow do have a twitter that's like happening and I also do sometimes, just for entertainment, look at gossip boards, and people on those boards do follow these people on Twitter, and it does factor into the conversation about these people, because things happen on Twitter. It's kind of like the special features on a DVD. Sometimes things happen on Twitter that aren't fully covered on Instagram or in the vlog or whatever, but people are still talking about it because they're like in the know or whatever, and I'm just kind of like, whatever. You know? But I'm saying, like, Twitter has become strangely vital to being a working journalist like if i was not yes. in the profession i am in i would never have sure. gotten into twitter i wouldn't be on twitter right now sure i no, i like, i, 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 I kind of feel like i have to be but like but but being verified my point is being verified on twitter is very important to people that are you know but i think on instagram it's only important like i said if you're a celebrity if you're originally a celebrity in another way, mm-hmm. like a legit celebrity, not just like, oh, you're a popular blogger or something. I mean, like, if you're actually... You've done other like, things, you have a... Yeah, if you're Gabrielle account. Union, people want to know it's really you. If you're Reese Witherspoon, it's like, this is really you're Reese You're somebody that somebody not. else would make a fake account of. Yes. Just to Although be there are, like, you know, just, like, bloggers and stuff that have, like, imposter accounts made of them. That's so but that's, like, a whole other issue. Yeah, let's not but even talk about that's that. That's, like, a whole wormhole we yeah. should not go down right now. I'm but, just, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I, but I'm saying, in general, I think if you're just, like, a social media influencer, I don't think it necessarily matters if you've been verified or not. Okay. People are just going to know it's you if they, like, see you or, like, don't see you. Gotcha. Okay. Well, all right. Well, setting that aside. So, the people that you follow, I mean... I mean, people listening probably know what Instagram stories are. Yes. I am not as familiar with it. I've only made, like, two or three, as you know. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but but there is a feature... Why don't you just explain the swiping up, first of all? Okay, that's that's kind of what led into us, like, you deciding we should, like, start taping. Yes. Um, we were talking about how there's the swipe up feature, which... Yes is how people can shop your Instagram story. Like, you can have someone swipe up when you're doing a story about an item, and then it takes you to whatever site, whether it's Amazon or some, you know, other site that, like, Shopify diverts you to or something that you can then buy the product from, potentially. 
Now, Instagram Stories stole the idea for that from Snapchat. I don't know if Snapchat had the swiping up feature. Instagram. That was my question. I don't know. I I I didn't ever notice that being part of Snapchat, but the Snapchat. I mean, Instagram Inst- Stories whole, has overtaken. Yes. Snapchat. Everything in that else. Respect. Everything else about Instagram Stories is exactly like Snapchat. Like it's a small video that's only there for a limited time and there's like filters that you can do and you can add stickers or hashtags or like little gifts or whatever so it's exactly like snapchat except it's in instagram i guess the differences with stories are the swiping up because i'm not sure if that was in snapchat or not i don't recall it being in snapchat but i never followed as many people on snapchat for me snapchat was just like mostly i was following a couple of like actual friends of mine and like interacting with them just like on a private personal level i only followed a few like i don't want to say celebrity some of these people i follow i wouldn't say are like celebrity but you know known whatever bloggers or internet personalities i don't know in personal life i only followed a few people like that on snapchat so i don't know if maybe they were swiping up or not i think not i think maybe that might be a thing that instagram is doing that snapchat wasn't doing i also think Instagram does catalog the stories, whereas the whole idea of Snapchat is that they go away. Do you have to tell it to catalog the stories after you're done? No, it it secretly catalogs them for you. So all my stories are in a secret area that I can go back to and visit. But if you published them, would they then appear on your profile? No, you can tell them, you can pin them to your profile if you want them to stay forever in a special area. okay but anyway you can also add on so you can make like a pretty long story that can just be going and going for like a while yes but anyway going back to um instagram yes does that answer your question yes okay but so we were talking about the swiping up feature which is Mm -hmm. where you can shop by like swiping up on going to someone's link for a product and maybe buying it or maybe just you know having the cookies implanted in your device and then I've heard, and I have not investigated this, so I don't know how true this is, but I do know that it's true that there are some shopping platforms where you can actually get money not just from when people buy something, but if people look follow your link. Mm-hmm. So like just like going on link, you know, that gives them some money. Or if you buy something. But I've also heard that, and I have no verification of this, I don't know if this is true, some sites have cookies that embed in your um when you follow someone's link so then if you later buy something they still get something so like if you swipe up on someone's amazon link and then you independently buy something from amazon next week maybe they're getting like a few cents that's just a rumor that i've heard i've not investigated that i have no idea how true that is or isn't so like that's not like i've not investigated I, I, okay, I understand the Amazon Partner thing where you click the direct link to the thing, but you're and saying then if you buy, okay, with Amazon you're Partner, saying that if you buy the same thing, no, I'm late, saying no, I'm saying even if you buy something else from the same website, something later, else, okay, because unrelated, and I do not have any verification of this, but okay, so That's what I'm saying is okay, <laughs> okay, so here, so here's what I know, I know okay. that with, for example, Amazon, yes, if you follow the Amazon link and then buy the item. The person mm-hmm. gets a kickback. I know that with another platform called ShopStyle, you can link to multiple different stores. And if you follow the link and then buy the item, 
the person gets a cake back. I also know that through through shop style, there is a higher echelon of shop style that you can only become a part of when you've had enough people buy your links, where then you just get money if someone follows a link. Even So it's like you get a little bit of money if someone follows a link, even if they don't buy anything. Mm-hmm. The rumor that I've heard and done zero investigation on, so just like I absolutely can't say if this is happening or not, is that there's also a thing where if you follow the link to certain sites, it just like, you know, with cookies, it like kind of tracks you. And then if you buy something from that site within a certain amount of time, the person still gets credit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. And it doesn't really matter to me. Like, it's not like I'm paying more for the product if this is happening. I think there are some people that, like, I'm going to use the word persnickety here. There are some people that, like, take pleasure in trying to be like, well, I bought the item, but I made sure to make sure that no one was getting any money from it. And it's like, okay, is it any skin off your back if someone makes money off of you if you're not having to pay more? Like, I can understand if it's like there's a markup on the item because you bought it through this, this person's link and you don't want to pay the markup. But if the person's just trying to make money by, like, showing you the product, and if you, in fact, wanted to buy the product, you should not begrudge them the, like, three cents or whatever that they're going to get from you buying it. But if Woody Allen had a link and a cookie... I would not swipe up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. But you wouldn't swipe up on the first place. But, like I'm saying, if you got mad at them in between the first and second action... Yes, but I guess my point is that you shouldn't begrudge a person who's trying to make money on the internet as long as they're not trying to like swindle you like if you legitimately want to buy something that they're showing you you shouldn't begrudge them making some kind of commission off of the sale all right well this moves us into our next phase because because really what brought us here is to talk about the thin line between it's a thin line does this person have too many swipe up links or is it like Legit and appropriate. Let's define something. I know we've talked about this before, but define... Okay, because, like... Selling out, okay? Yeah. Selling. Let's talk about selling out. There's not, like, a hard and fast description of what you've done. The whole point, as I understand, of this entire enterprise, well, everything we're talking about, is to sell out. But it's to sell out in the right, quote-unquote, way. Okay, but, like... I'm going to bring in a quote from one of our favorite movies, Baby Boy, here. Yes. You remember in that movie when... I remember main, everything about that movie. When the main on. character is <laughs> trying to get into the business of selling the boosted clothing. Yes. And he has gone to his mom for advice. Because he's selling women's clothing. Yes. So he's gone to his mom. She's, like, the main woman in his life to give him advice about, like how to like make it you know as you know selling clothes to women and and she and her friend are telling him that like a good salesperson makes you feel lucky like you know really good and like not just when you not just when you're about to purchase the item but after you purchase the item you feel great and you keep going back again and again versus you know not a good sales skip to the right Versus not a good salesman who makes you feel like you've been had and like maybe you felt good like while the sale was happening But as soon as the sales over you're left with something that's like you don't feel good about and you just you know You feel bad about the item you feel bad about the transaction you feel bad about the person that sold it to you and you're not gonna go back I think that's a lot of the line between 
what makes us look at some people and be like, you've sold out versus other people who could be selling even more and still we don't consider them to have sold out, maybe. Okay. I think the line is like, um, an influencer who posts a link to something that looks amazing that you see on them or in their house or whatever and that you want to have and then you feel excited and you feel like a little bit grateful to them that they've like enlightened you as to where you could possibly get this product even if you don't want to buy it now just knowing like this is a store i might want to shop at or here's like the kind of item i might want to look into or just get giving you an idea of like the style or something like you feel like they've given you like a gift almost like it's like you feel like they've given you like valuable content and so you feel good about that and then you know that continues on to if you actually were to buy the product and then it's a good product you feel great about that and you're probably going to like want to go back and back and no matter how many links that person posts you probably aren't going to be like this person to sell out you're just going to be like this person always finds the best stuff and they're so great at like telling us about like where to find it and giving us the best deals and the best quality and we're excited and you feel great versus someone who just posts a bunch of swipe up links and people are like oh they're just posting swipe up links constantly they're such a sellout the difference i think really is like if they're posting links to products that like obviously no one really was crying like you to not be a sellout you need to post swipe up links to products that it seems like people might have been begging you in dms to be like please tell us where this was from and so you're like oh fine here's the link Versus, but how do you know people weren't doing that just because you don't want it? But, I mean, if, of course, if, like, some products suck, you can just think it's, like, an issue of taste. Like, you know, I just don't happen to think that bikini looks very good. But if someone constantly posts a large number of swipe-up links to products that all look terrible, then it starts to feel like, okay, this person is just randomly buying things or, like, posting things just to, like, try to get us to swipe up to make money, and they're, like, money-hungry and desperate and they no longer care about bringing quality products to their viewers. I think that, I think really the distinction is that people want to feel that the social media influencer cares about their audience. And the only way to make people feel like you care about them is if you have good taste and style and most of the time the products that you're linking to seem like high quality. If you post a bunch of links to stuff that just seems like garbage, people feel like you're just desperate and like please swipe up so I can like make more money mm. I mean does that make sense yeah that makes sense I don't know but you see things and you think where did they get that yes like if I see like a piece of home decor and it looks really awesome and I wish that we like had it in our home even if I'm not shopping for home decor I might just be curious like where does one find something like this if I've not seen an item like that before? I'm like, where does one find this? Five years from now, I might be shopping for, like, a new painting for our dining room and be like, if only I knew where to find something like this. I don't know. If I follow this link, then I will know forever. So it's trusting someone's opinion versus feeling like you're subscribed to someone's eBay account. Yes, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the person has to have good style. Like, some of the people that I follow that I like the most, even though I'm not a person who tends to buy a lot of stuff, so I don't usually actually purchase anything. But you, but, but you think about this stuff a lot. I think about it a lot. Like, I think like about... the like, things you buy, you've thought about a lot. 
Yes, and that's part of, for me, part of buying things is the enjoyment of considering the purchase and considering different similar items to, like, decide which one I want to get. And I do buy, I mean, probably the thing I buy. Rob stares listlessly <laughs> at the Target exit sign. <laughs> Go on. Well, I don't even, I, no, I mean more, not so much Target, but, like, I'm talking more about, like, for example, with, like, children's clothes. Sure. Like, I'm very interested in children's fashion. So I spend, like, a fair amount of time when I'm, like, awake at night, like, nursing a baby or something, looking at websites to, like, try to get ideas for different, you know, children's fashion and, like, things I'd like to get for our kids or, like, you know, kind of the direction I'd like to take our overall look in. And things like that are something where it's, like, if I see pictures of a child wearing an outfit that looks like the kind of style that I'm interested in, I'm excited if I'm then able to access the information of, like, where these type of items are available, especially because, I mean, going into having kids, you only know about the most obvious stores. I mean, you know about, like, Carter's and, like, Target and, like, things like that. But if you want anything more that's, like, not so obvious, you do have to kind of figure out where to go to look for other things Mm -hmm. and where to go to look for the things that you like. I see. Okay, that makes sense. So, explain the thing you were telling me before about the cookies. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that was a rumor. <laughs> but okay, to be fair. Because okay, because the people because okay. the reason I asked that is because people swipe up on certain products. People swipe that they are Amazon or whatever partners with. The, okay, most of the swipe up links that I've ever followed either go to Amazon, which we mm-hmm. know Amazon, you can be an Amazon partner yes. and then you have links. I'm familiar. Or they go through a website which I'm also familiar with called ShopStyle, mm. which is like it's basically the same as the Amazon thing except that you, there's different stores in shop style. It's not just Amazon. It's a collective of various stores, but only certain stores. But there's more stores, so you can probably find more items to mm-hmm. link to, you know, in, in shop style. And there's also there are two different kinds of um, shop style like pro like profiles. One is where the person only gets the commission if you buy the item. Another is where they get a, commi- a small commission if you just follow the link, whether you buy the item or not. That is something that I know is, like, a real thing. I don't know anything about the other thing I was saying about, like, the cookies and, like, an embed in your thing. That was something I read about on a gossip site. I don't necessarily trust the people that are on there because a lot of them seem really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a gossip site, you said? Yes. I do, and this is, like, one of my, like, guilty, like, pleasures. <laughs> I do occasionally read a gossip site that's just, like, it's not adjacent to YouTube or Instagram or anything, but it's basically just a gossip site where there are different message boards where people gossip about popular YouTubers. So yeah, I'm, it's, and this is not something I'm proud of, but you know, sometimes I get bored and I just like go to the site just to see what's happening. And I don't, I don't have a profile on the site, and so I, I don't interact at all mm-hmm. because. It's not something that I want to do, but I do sort of enjoy sometimes reading about what's happening, partially because I don't follow all the people I follow on every platform they're on. For example, like I was saying, I'm not on Twitter. Sometimes things are happening on Twitter and like 
on the gossip site. Rather than just signing up for Twitter. <laughs> Rather than just signing up for Twitter, I go to this gossip site. Because on the gossip site, okay, whenever you reach, there's like a, th- you have like a thread going, and the thread has a name. And then whenever your thread reaches, I think maybe like 50 pages or something, a new thread starts. And at the beginning of the new thread, the moderator who starts the new thread does a sort of synopsis of what's been happening. Mm. So part of the reason I go to the site sometimes is that there are some people that I follow that I don't watch every of their videos, and I'm also not following them on Twitter. But occasionally, like once every six months, I'll be like, man, I wonder what's happened to that person. I'll go to the site and I'll read a synopsis that basically says everything that's going on. Also, sometimes people do things that are just so, like, Sometimes people do things that do just kind of call out to, to like be like noticed. It's like I do. I am somewhat entertained by seeing like what people say about like different people. Like or just you know, it's you want to see like if you are watching a video and something kind of irritates you or chafes you or you're like, what is this person thinking? You kind of want to see did other people also have that reaction? So you check into the gossip site to see if other people commented like, "What about this?" You know, and it's like, okay, right. yeah, I'm not wrong to have noticed that that was weird. Not knowing anything about this world, I assume that the utility of this is that you cannot have these conversations in the comments of the videos in which you're speaking of because the moderator, aka the person making the videos would just delete or rebut or otherwise yes. obfuscate things that are happening. Yes, exactly. I mean, in, like, in other platforms, you know... it's specific to YouTube. You, it's specific to YouTube, but, I mean, these are, like, social media personalities, so they usually, I don't, I they're don't usually know. also on Twitter and Instagram, and it's like, the conversation is about their presence on all platforms, okay. not just restricted right. to what they did on YouTube. So that's I partially see. why I'm there, too, because it's see. like... I don't follow them on all their platforms. But it's sometimes mostly something about huge, Sometimes there's like a big fight on Twitter or something that I would never even know about. <laughs> like, there have been breakups of like YouTube celebrity friendships that I never would have known about other than that I just noticed these people aren't making videos anymore together. But like, because of the site, I know that on Twitter there was like a huge fight where one person said something and the other person was like, but you, and then it was like, burn. Yeah. Okay. I so know. yes, I mean, it's it's... The site people, is YouTube specific, but it talks about all as all social media aspects of whatever person is there. And I have learned a lot about the past of some of the people. Mm-hmm. Like I did learn that one of the people I follow is actually a big racist. Okay, well, go on. Let's so, just hone in, hone, hone in on like, that. One of the people that I follow. One of the people. Um. Drop, drop it. Was on a. I'm just gonna say. I mean, I think if anyone's actually interested, this is they a public figure. Go on. Okay, this is a public figure who appeared on, I don't know what season it was, of the show Big Brother. Okay. Who apparently was, like, had to leave the show or was voted off or whatever. I don't know how the platform of Big Brother works. But anyway, she made some, not some, but, like, many hard-to-explain-away racist <laughs> remarks about some other fellow cast members. Was this a long time ago? Was this recently? This was a while ago, but, I mean, like, five, you know, five years ago or something. It was a while, I mean... Five years ago, my life was different, but not so different that like, there's not like videos of me like making really racist remarks yeah, about like many, many about, sure. and not even just about one race, about like several different races of various cast members. Like it was really yes. all right. And this person. Is. Okay. Now, when I started watching this person, I started watching this person because she was either I feel like she 
one of her kids is just a little bit younger than our oldest. So mm-hmm. I think like I was like I had like a baby, like a nursing baby. I was like, this is like when I got into YouTube. Like mm-hmm. I was like watching some videos of like her because she was like a young mom with like a kid. I had no idea what her past was. Um, and I've since followed her because I mean she is someone that I don't like to use the word hate watch, but like. I kind of dislike her because she I mean, she seems like a terrible person, but I also feel like, other than than her racist past, a lot of the negative things that people say about her are totally unfounded. Because hmm. the main negative thing that people say about her, other than her racist past, which I only found out about, you know, after a while, not like the whole time that I was watching her, but a lot of people have like deride her because they say she's like so lazy and she doesn't do anything and blah, 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 but like that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't recognize is like how much work it actually is to like make like videos. Cause yes. like, that's the big thing that I, that's my big disagreement with. I think most people on like these like gossip, like sites about YouTube, they all have this sort of attitude where it's like, Oh, this YouTuber is so lazy. They don't have a real job, blah, blah, blah. They just round around. But it's like, I actually think it's probably a lot of work to film yourself. Like, several days a week filming and editing and also like speaking with sponsors and getting money and to then make it look like you're lounging around like that doesn't mean that behind the scenes you're not doing other stuff this is just what you filmed of yourself and people i think are unable to like understand that somehow if you begin the sentence with this youtuber you've already said that the person has done enough work to put themselves in front of your eyes there are people that do literally nothing and just exist without you ever knowing. Yeah, and we'll never know who those we'll people never are. Know people who that they're doing. If, you, if you're seeing this person, they've done something. They've done something. They've taken an, an action, yeah. several actions, and to I think put themselves in front of you. So yes, that is a, a lot of people discount the behind the scenes work. Of course. But anyway, so I mean, there's a lot of things like most of the pe- things that people criticize this person on. I think are not really real criticisms. I mean, she seems like a terrible person in like a lot of other ways. But anyway, how? What was what was your question about this person? Oh uh, well, what, what, who? <laughs> this person? I'm not naming any names. You're I think, not naming any names. I think anyone familiar with YouTube would be able to figure out who I'm talking about. I'm familiar about. with YouTube. I'm on YouTube. I but you're not like familiar with like YouTube. People could moms. be listening to this on YouTube right now. And are you familiar YouTube. with the Real Housewives of YouTube? Not for no. So I'm saying that this is a part of YouTube that you're not familiar with. So the Real Housewives of YouTube, is this a collective, a group? Okay. This is actually something we can talk about a little. Okay. So this was, I believe, an idea that was concocted by the manager that I believe was shared by several popular YouTubers maybe about a year ago, where they styled themselves as the Real Housewives of YouTube, which I only figured out because, okay, they had this hashtag and it was just like R-H-O-Y-T. And it took me, like, an embarrassingly long time to figure out what it meant. Like, they kept hashtagging themselves as this, as they were planning this, like, big vacation. They all went on together to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't even understand why you're, like, what this... And I finally figured out it's the Real Housewives of YouTube. But anyway, I believe these people, or at least most of them all, had the same manager. So they sort of concocted this idea where they would all go on this Vegas vacation together to like, you know, cross post the videos and all gain more followers. And I think it did, you know, work for a lot of them. They all kind of riz a little bit. But anyway, the group has fallen apart since then. Like there's been a lot of fighting. I mean, there was, there's the African-American woman is no longer friend with the racist woman. We can only speculate about why. Um, 
<laughs> you know, there's been some various split ups among the other YouTubers. But wasn't the conceit? I've never seen it, but the conceit of the Real Housewives of Fill in the Blank City that they are the housewives of people who are more famous that are famous. Not necessarily. No, no, no. Real Housewives aren't. Some of them are wives of people that are famous. But it doesn't matter whether the husband is famous or not. Some of them aren't even married. The idea is just that they are rich women mm. who are housewives in the sense that they keep a nice, like as Carmilla Soprano would say, she keeps a very nice home. <laughs> That's all you have to do to be considered a real housewife. Okay. It, you can even have a job, whether it's in your home as like a hustle like YouTube or outside of the home like you're going to the workplace. You're still a real housewife if you keep a very nice home and also keep yourself up in a certain way. Mm. Like you need to like always have like your hair and your nails done, but also your home looks nice and decorated and your children are like cute and well-dressed. All right, so shared manager comes up with conceit of Real Housewives of YouTube. So they get like, I don't know if it was like maybe like seven of these like women to all go on this Vegas vacation together. Okay. All right. Post the vacation, it seems that many of the women are not on great terms with each other. Some of them are friends and others are not. Oh. Maybe. So well, like I said. Of the, because of the road trip. No, not necessarily because of the road trip. I think that road trip may have been a success, at least, you know, apparently. From what I was able to see, from what was presented, it was a success. There have been subsequent trips with some of the people that have been less successful mm. okay well for example recently there were two competing trips some of the people like four of them went to a like ritz carlton offshoot hotel on like amelia island like florida or something okay and some of the other people separately went to london therefore obviously beating the people that just went to like the florida trip mm. Beating competition. Well, okay, the reason I say beating is that the people who went to London wouldn't say where they were going <clears throat> until they, like, started leaving. And so it was kind of seen as beating because they went on the <coughs> same time as the other people. Mm-hmm. And obviously their trip was better. <laughs> and the other people's trip sucked, not just because it was to a worse location, but also because they clearly didn't have very good, very much fun, like even the footage that they like. I feel like if your staged footage of you having a good time doesn't look like that fun, it's like probably. If you best. edited this and it still looks like this, exactly. Like we have to assume that the trip was their trip What's was the less the trip was less fun than it looks, it's, and yeah. it didn't look that fun. I'm sure. Meanwhile, the other people like went to London and also then visited with some, like, London-based vloggers who are, like, even more popular and more liked than the people that they left behind. Mm. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, that's kind of, like, seen as, like, a big split. And then, and then after that trip, also some of the people that went on the Florida trip are no longer apparently speaking. Mm. Like, the black person that was a part of the group that went on the Florida trip has now unfriended the other people on social media. Uh, but why did, is this, they were 
the person some, who said supposedly that was, some people did send her some DMs about the fact that the other person was a big racist. Oh, because so they didn't know that the person. I don't know whether she knew or not, but I mean now or she definitely they knew knows. that other people knew. Now they know that other people know. Hmm. Either way, they've disassociated for whatever their reasons were. Does the manager still have the job? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not following up on that. Because that seems like information that the manager. It should seems have like it was a big not success. Yeah. But yeah. You know. All right. I mean, I think it was a success in a sense that I think from the original Vegas trip, all of these people gained followers. And that was the Because they gain each other's followers. Yeah, the idea is that if you do a crossover video, you're both posting videos and being like, watch this other person's videos, and then you gain some of their followers who weren't already following you, and like vice versa. So you're kind of like sharing in the followers that one of you has and the other one doesn't. You're kind of like both gaining a little bit mm. is kind of the idea. Okay. Is this common, like this? Crossover videos, yes. Yeah. As, yes, it's common among like YouTube, like quote unquote celebrity, like successful YouTubers. Doing a crossover video is extremely common. Going on vacation together. Yes, or just having the person come stay at your house for a while, or like any sort of weird, or just even if you live in the same place, you could just like go to the mall together and pretend. What to if you're friend? promoting different products? <laughs> Simultaneously. Like it's like somebody's <laughs> trying to magic erase the wall while somebody else is trying to Clorox pin. You mean like if someone is cooking HelloFresh but like another like person they, is like... Like do they have to like... Like, 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 like if you go to the other person's channel do they have to like blur out the like products that they aren't being paid for that the other person is No, although I do think the way that sponsored videos sometimes work is that sometimes the sponsor has to approve the video before you post it. Mm. Wow, because people can run into it like there. Are, sometimes people will post a bunch of videos at once that are like from like a backlog of videos that they were like supposedly like, waiting to be able to post. Wow. I think different sponsorships obviously have different terms. Some sponsors I think just give you the like three hundred dollars and you can do whatever you want, and others are like we will approve the video before you post it. Now how, going back to selling out though, how do you feel about that? I think that's fine. You I mean, think that's fine? Okay, here's what I think. I think that I'm realistic in the sense that like. I understand that people want to make money and, like, take care of their families and have nice things. And I don't think that, like, we should fault people for doing that. I How think do you trust what they say I, about products? I think you can only trust a person if, if the products seem good. If you feel like the products seem, seem, good. seem good, as in, like, if I have experienced some of these products and I liked all of them that I've experienced, I would assume that the other products I've not experienced are probably good too. If I've experienced some of the products that the person is selling and thought they were not good, I'll assume that they have no standards and that any of their product could possibly be not good. Mm. You know what I mean? So as long as you haven't personally experienced it. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Like, someone will be sponsored by a product that I just randomly have owned or used or whatever just in my own life. Or someone will do a gift guide, and there'll be all products that, like, you know, some of them are things that we happen to own for, like, our kids or something. And these are all things that I think are good. So I'll be like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. This also looks good. You know? So it's like, I, you know, this person seems to have standards. Mm -hmm. I think having standards or seeming like you have standards, you know, makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So as long as the person would, in your view use the product anyway in their own life absent the paid sponsorship you're okay with it 
Yes, or not. Well, oh, oh, you're 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 referring to something I said to you at one point where I was saying like, I think sponsorships are awkward if it's like hard to believe the person would be using the thing. Yes. Like if it's someone that never seems like like if it's someone that doesn't own a single book and you've never seen them reading their kids and suddenly they're like, here is this book. That's so good. You know, you're going to be kind of like, okay, like, whatever. If it's a person that, like, in their vlogs previously, like, you've seen around their house and they have lots of books on the shelves and you've seen them randomly reading their kids and just, like, you know, B-roll footage, and then they're like, this is a really great book that my kids enjoy, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, yeah, you know, that seems like, you know, they legit are a person that likes books and would maybe be recommending a book that's good. Mm-hmm. Versus if... I've seen around their house and there's not a bookshelf in sight and they've never read to their kids and then suddenly they're like, we love reading as a family. It's like, then I feel suspicious and I'm like, you know, do you? Do you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. Okay. But I guess, like, I think what you're referring to also, though, is like what I was saying about sponsorships from awkward products. Like a cleaning product and you're like... Well, those are hard to do. No, those are actually easy to do if you do cleaning videos on like, YouTube or something. But if you're, like, a blogger and you mainly vlog about, like, family lifestyle and, like, baking cookies and, like, home decor, and suddenly you're like, but guys, this Clorox pin, that's always going to feel awkward. But what if, do you feel taken aback if somebody begins a pitch for a product and you aren't expecting it? Or are you always expecting it in these videos? Anytime someone introduces a product, it could be a pitch, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm not taken aback. I mean, why would I be taken aback? Because they're, uh, well, I, I'm only saying that because, as I understand it, the value of watching these is that you are getting a glimpse into someone else's life. Yes. Right? You are getting an authentic view, <clears throat> excuse me, however, you know, staged, of someone, how someone's living. Yeah. So how do you how do you differentiate in your mind as a viewer that from like like do you just slowly be like <laughs> oh it's a sponsorship now? I think that sponsorships are usually pretty obvious. I mean, well, I mean, well, there are laws actually that say you have to disclose. I, I know, I know. In the descriptions, there have to be like hashtag ad. Most hashtag people also disclose post. a sponsorship in the beginning. Of, like most people, if they're doing a so sponsorship video, the beginning video, of the video, they have they have to say. <laughs> I don't know if they have to. I'm saying most they people. Do. They most people that I watch, if it, the video is sponsored in the beginning of the video, will be like, "Thank you for sponsoring this video, Dollar Shave Club," and then they'll go into their thing about you know how their legs feel so smooth or whatever, and then you know cut to the rest of the video which has nothing to do with about that but what if i was what if you were filming <laughs> and i just happened to be like what a close shave i just got with this dollar shave club like i would if, assume that you're being paid by dollar shave club. like if i said it like that of course but you know what I mean? <laughs> like how do you trust anyone <laughs> i don't know um how do you trust anyone like in what like give me like a scenario that's more, you know, okay, vague like, than what you just described. You live in a capitalistic society. Yeah. I have to purchase products. I like certain products more than others. I'm not being paid by, frankly, anybody. Sponsor the Rob Berger <laughs> Show, somebody. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm never, like, as a journalist, I guess I'm thinking of this as a journalist, and I shouldn't be because this is not journalism. But, like, it has elements of journalism. Right? Sure. But, okay, like, this like, actually ties in, though, side note. 
this ties into kind of what we were talking about, the line between selling out and not, and, like, what makes someone seem kind of desperate. And, like, we were talking about it with, like, swipe up links and what makes a swipe up link seem desperate. Mm -hmm. But also it's considered desperate if someone seems like they're fishing for a sponsorship. Like, if someone, like seems like they're too like into like a not sponsored product but in a way where it's like they're hoping the product will like begin to sponsor them like there's this one person that i watch that always drinks this certain kind of like not very expensive wine and like every time she's like drinking wine she like mentions that this is the wine that she's drinking and she's like not sponsored i just love it <laughs> and it's like people consider her like desperate for like a sponsorship from like the wine but if she broke the fourth wall and was like, please sponsor me, would that be okay? I mean, that would seem would pretty be, desperate. But but she'd be making light of it at least. It would be okay if she did it like once, but if she did it like repetitively, then it seems desperate. I think it's okay to like one time, like for example, like I've seen someone do that about something they love, like legitimately like a thing that's just obviously like great. I'm just like I've seen someone be like, man, I'd love to be sponsored by this, haha. But like... If you mention it multiple times, then it seems desperate. Okay. But are you hashtagging this in your description in the hopes that the company will see you and begin sponsoring you, or...? <laughs> Probably. But you have to want it, but pretend you don't want it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, not be desperate. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm just... I... I'm just trying to figure out the appeal as someone who doesn't watch this type of stuff. I watch these this. things, the appeal for me, I watch them to be inspired. I'm inspired to live a better life, and I'm excited to learn about the products that I could use to achieve that. <laughs> but are you at all concerned about the motivations of the people delivering you this information? Definitely. I'm very, very concerned. Okay. And that's why there is the, the whole, this comes back to the whole idea of selling out. And the problem is that you start liking someone before they reach that point where they're so popular that they're able to sell out. And there's, and at that point when you start liking them, they're very genuine because they're just kind of a person inside their house, like filming with their iPhone and you're just kind of seeing inside their life. And that's exciting just to see how someone's living and see their legitimate good ideas that they're having just as like an individual inside their own home. But of course, if someone has great ideas, I mean, you want them to do well, you want them to be successful and experience success. But as soon as they start doing that, it's going to change who they are. And they're ultimately going to be someone that you can't like as much as you did originally. And then their husband quits their job. And, and he grows a beard. beard and then, yeah. yeah. This is all, this, it's, it's an inevitable cycle. I don't know if it's avoidable. Hmm. Are you hoping to destroy these people? No. <laughs> <laughs> not you specifically, but like the larger audience. Like, okay, what you're describing, I'm not putting the blame on you specifically, but like, <coughs> you say that you like seeing somebody before they're famous. Well, I'm just saying that's when they're, they're most genuine, usually. Their their production values might be, like, a little crappier. Okay. And I want that. But that's the okay. difference okay. between me and some people. I want people to succeed. If I like what you're doing, I want you to I want you to reap the financial benefits. A better way to say what I just said would be 
is it is do most people that experience success do it in a way that is sustainable? I think in in social media, it depends on what kind of social media you're doing. Because okay, because what you initially like about people, and I understand this, it's a very understandable feeling. You like the genuine raw person. You just like seeing in their life. You think they have good taste. You want them to succeed. Once they pass a certain threshold, and I'm basing this off of what you've told me, mm-hmm. a lot of people, I would say the majority of the people that you, at least you've told me about, implode once they reach a certain yes. point of either popularity or sponsorship mm-hmm. or revenue from the thing. Sure. Okay. Well, how, I- how can someone go from here to here and maintain both their integrity and their sanity in their marriage. It's possible because there are some people that I follow some. that have done that. And I some. think here's the difference though. Here's the glaring difference between the people that implode and the people that don't. You have to maintain certain features of your life that are normal. For example, the people that don't and mostly what I mean by that is that your husband has to maintain a normal life. And not grow up here. Yes. And quit his job. The people that I watch that seem to be experiencing long-term success and not imploding are usually married to someone who is on their own normal career journey. So you think that the deep, and I think you're probably right here, do you think that the thing that it has in common of all the people that fail is that their partner becomes too invested in their Yes, and okay, it's totally understandable how it happens, because if your career journey isn't really, if you don't have somewhere that you're going, and then your partner has a career that seems like you could become involved in it, it's understandable that you would get swept up in that. But the problem is, what makes someone relatable and interesting is if they're somewhat of a normal person. Like what we were saying, you know, you like them before they're successful because it's like just a glimpse into a regular person's life. Mm-hmm. If you're not living a regular person's life anymore, you're not, that's not who you are anymore. Like, okay, like to take you on a journey. Okay, for example, there's a few people that I follow who I started following them when I was pregnant with Emerald because, you know, they were pregnant at the same time as me and they were like just kind of starting out their YouTube, like posting like pregnancy update videos. And they were just like, you know, more or less (coughs) regular women who had a somewhat similar life to me. You know, like some of them like lived in like a similar, like they like lived in an apartment and like, you know, they had like young children or this, you know, they were pregnant. You know, it's like this is like a relatable person. And they're interested in like relatable things like, you know kind of decorating their home and like preparing the nursery and buying clothes for their kids and stuff. But like in a way that was like something that I might do, even if their taste was slightly different than mine, it was still seemed like, you know, like I might not buy the same clothes for my kids just cause I don't like that style, but like I could, if I wanted to, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And now some of those people that I've like been following since then who've like become popular and like they were like also like at the time that I was following these people was like, you were working like strange hours at your job. Like you worked like very late nights that you wouldn't be home for dinner. 
you know, I'd be, like, you know, with my, like, young toddler, like, you know, I'm putting him in bed by myself, having dinner by myself, like, and, like, some of them, like, you know, their husband was, like, in the military or something, so, like, they had, like, a similar, like, you know, late night schedules, things like that, so it's, like, very, like, relatable circumstances to, like, a lot of women out there, probably, but now some of these people, it's, like, okay, now their husband's gotten out of the military and, like, now he has, like, a beard and is, like, just, like, helping to, like, edit the videos. And it's, like... <laughs> well, was he helping to edit the videos before? Yes. But he was, like, still being in the military. Now he's, like, just growing a beard and, like, So staying in the military is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, or get a different job. You know, cause there's other people that I follow that's husbands do, like, something else. Like, you know, just, like, a regular whatever job. It's not just about the husband. I also, though, it's, like, they've gotten enough money from YouTube now that they've, like, bought a home randomly somewhere and they're just, like, furnishing the home and, like, that's fine. But then if all your videos are just about you furnishing the home, like, it's exciting for, like, a few months, but then it starts to get weird. If it's, like, just you kind of filming yourself in this giant home that you furnished. What's weird about that? That's your life I thought the idea was to get a glimpse inside someone's life. Yes, but you want a glimpse inside someone's life who seems like they could be similar to you, not who seems like they're living a rare existence. So it's just the journey that you're interested in. No, no, not the journey. I mean, like, like, okay, when I first started watching YouTube videos, I was interested, like, when I first started watching videos, like, before I had kids, I was kind of interested, like, what is it like if you're, like, a mom of young kids? Like, what is, like, your nor like a normal routine for, like, in a regular woman who's, like, taking care of a child? Like, what is that like to, like, have a baby or a toddler and, like, you're going through the day with them? Like, what does that kind of look like? You're not interested in what their day is like now? I'm still interested, but it's not the same because originally I was looking to see, like, what is their day like because this could be my day in the future. Well, I mean... Let's put or, too fine a point on it, but you make YouTube videos. True. In your wildest dreams, you would probably want to have the success that they have. I do not want you to grow a beard. I, I have no desire to grow a beard. I have my own career ambitions. But that's why we can be successful at this. Yes, I know. But, like, but... But if you just, like, beardily film <laughs> our family all day, then it's, like, not going to work out. <laughs> Okay, but like, but you were talking about the nice house. Yeah, I mean, of course I want a nice house. Based but off of your YouTube success, like, what, what's so wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I just think that it makes the person become less relatable when. But don't. What about aspirational? What, what are we? Are we, are we not but, doing but, that okay, here, But but here's where here's where. Do you not want to aspire to what they have. Yes, but here's where things start to go wrong. You could only make so many videos of you cleaning the house or like decorating the house before you have to do something more exciting with the decorations to like spruce things up. And then you start to have like bad decorative ideas. It's kind of like in the movie Goodfellas when, you know, they get the money and they're decorating the house and suddenly you have like the bejeweled rock wall that like parts to like lift to the To be TV fair, I out. think that was in Janet Rossi's apartment. <laughs> oh, you mean the mistress? But still, they basically, I'm saying like, you become generosity eventually because in your own home. Yes, yes, yes. 
because you don't even have to have uh, it's like, <laughs> Dr. Melfi outside being like, there's a whore that lives in Yeah, <laughs> you are the whore that lives in the building. <laughs> but because if you have to redecorate so many times, you know, you have to do like, you know, and maybe you're not even good at home decor. Because the problem is, like, maybe you're not a person who, like, anyone should be looking to for advice about how to decorate their home, but you feel the pressure to be like, I need to post this nursery reveal, and suddenly you're like, wallpapering with wallpaper that you have no business using. And that's when things have gone wrong. But that's not interesting to you. It's interesting to me, but it starts to lose its appeal a little bit. Just because you wouldn't want to do that? It just doesn't feel as authentic as it once did. It's authentic. It's happening. <laughs> it's Some, happening. So, it, somebody had to, to be able to film but it. But when it more and more happening. of your life is just... Like, when you're redecorating, not because you actually want to redecorate, but just because the cost of redecorating will actually pay for itself because you could make a video about it, but, like, you have no decorative ideas, and your redecoration is hideous, but you're, like, still doing it anyway, that's when it, like, starts to become a problem. So just doing things to do things. Doing things just to make YouTube content when you don't actually have a good idea about anything that would look good or that brings values to your subscribers' lives. That's when it starts to become less interesting. But me. you can't stop. You have no. to maintain this lifestyle. What do you suggest people do? I don't have a solution. I'm just saying this is a problem. I'm just saying. I am, that's why I will never say goodbye to anyone I've been following for a long time, even if they become very <laughs> strange. You know? for their own good, for <laughs> what you're saying. But I, okay, I'm not the kind of person, like, I think there's a kind of person on the internet who thinks that they're so powerful that they can be like, I've unfollowed you, yeah, so haha. Like and it's like, yeah. okay, but I'm going to like it. create a shadow account so I can still look at you, but you won't know I'm following. And it's like, this person does not care who you are or whether you're following them or not. Like, sure, if all their followers left, that would be a problem. But it's like, I don't imagine that I have a personal impact on the people I'm following's lives. Other than that, I'm, like, one of a number of people, and if we all left, sure, that would be a problem. Whatever. But, like, if, if I'm interested in someone, even if I am interested in them because I'm, like, criticizing them, I still feel like I owe it to them to follow them out in the open so that they can profit in any way that they might from my following them. Except on like, the YouTube gossip boards where you will just learn forever. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, all, <laughs> yes. but as far as, like, following someone on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever... If, if anyone produces any content that I am interested in, whether it's because I admire them, or I hate watch them, or I love them, or I'm amused by them, I welcome them to any profit they can make off of me without me having to, like, pay them. Like, why should it bother me if somebody makes a few cents off of me? If they're making content that I'm enjoying, they're, they're doing something for me. Like, I want them to profit. But what if you find them morally reprehensible? I mean, then that's, that's like a quandrum there, yeah. That's a problem. Like, mm. like going back to, like, the racist vlogger, you know, that, that's a problem right there. The racist vlogger is getting your money. Although, not really, I mean, other than that I'm, like, subscribed to her channel, like... That's, that's money, as far that's as I true, understand. That's true, it's true. I do feel like... It's a difficult issue because... On the one hand, I think... Well, it's not your fault. It's the way the platforms are yes. set up. But I also, I, but also, though, I think that it's a difficult issue because on the one hand, I think people should be held accountable for their who they are and what they've done in the past. 
On the other hand, though, I do think we have to allow for the possibility of personal growth and forgiveness. Otherwise, people have no motivation to grow and change. But apparently the person of color who they used to know. Well, we had no idea whether that was related to the racism or not. That was just speculation. I can't imagine it helped. <laughs> it probably didn't help. There were other issues. Like, they went on this trip to Florida to, like, the, the like, less good trip of, like, the competing trip where they went to, like, London. They gone to Florida. But also, the person that's now no longer friends with them was, like, not pregnant and trying to get pregnant. And then the other people on the trip, it was like they were all pregnant, so it was like supposedly like a quote unquote baby moon. So I think it was like probably a bad for trip for her anyway, because it's like you're on a trip with these like pregnant people, and the whole trip is about them like being giantly pregnant, and you're just kind of like there. Um, I don't know. So I mean, I'm just saying we can't really know what the issue was or was until like what exactly happened mm. with like the failed vacation, maybe. Uh-huh. But I mean, going on a group vacation supposedly for fun but actually for work seems like a nightmare to me anyway because I'm not like that sociable person like the idea of like pretending to have fun on vacation with people for like work purposes to me seems like a nightmare anyway so I can think of a myriad of reasons why this might have not worked out (laughs) 